Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce, just joined by my uh, co-host Jimmy here today. Uh, no Schmitty, but uh, before we get into anything, um, I want to tell a story. I feel like in 2022, okay. <laughs> I want to bring more positivity. I remember at the end of the last podcast when me and Schmitty were recording, we talked about the uh, Nadia Popovici story. You know that story, right? The the Seattle fan that found out about the cancer mole and this guy's neck but they got to take it care of you, you told me tell me i heard about this i heard yeah. about this yeah yeah i did hear about this but uh basically and ended up with her getting ten thousand dollars from both the kraken and canucks and she's a 22 year old uh, medical student i don't know if she's like in school or if she's like already a doctor or nurse but either way like that's still pretty awesome so i kind of want to mm-hmm. continue that by starting off with this so um in high school i had a very i hate talking about myself but i had a very rough time like it was probably some of the most depressing years for me but um I want to shout out my high school teacher who sent me a text at work the other day and not only did he ask me like how I was doing but he said but he took a screenshot on Twitter I didn't know he had Twitter uh, and he said I'm I mean good job for your for your podcast I was glad to see you there there and I'm like I'm in the middle of work and I had to like stop what I was doing because I was about to cry. I was about to break down into tears. But so no, it's like, a very blindsiding like, kind yeah, of thing in work. Not, yeah. not like sad tears, like tears of joy. But um, it meant a lot. He my like he he was just so instrumental helping me get through the the darkest days of my life. And like high school is a really tough time. He believed in me even when I was just like, frankly, did not care about school. He always believed in me and saw the potential to me. And I don't know if he's listening to this right now, but uh, shout out to my high school teacher. His name is Mr. Swap. I won't say anything else. Like I don't want to <laughs> dox him or anything. But um, shout out three one five six dot two nine one to get to run it out. Meme? It's like Spider Man owns uh, Mysterio, Mysterio, and then it's like the yeah, yeah. <laughs> picture. <laughs> leaking it yeah. instead of the instead yeah, of his identity it's that, a fucking ip again, shout out to my high school teacher we need more people like him in our life because he's just no matter what how down i was he was always optimistic he always saw the best of me so i'm i'm forever thankful for that and uh yeah so let's god see. bless this mysterious teacher yeah. <laughs> um 
So let's get on to uh, some more positive news. The Blackhawks actually won a game against Vegas on Saturday night. We talked about this. They lose to the Coyotes 6-2. Of course they're going to beat Vegas 2-1. The the loss wasn't that bad. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's okay that they – it's just like people who are trying to cope with the uh, Leafs game. It's okay that we lost to the worst team in the league and one of the worst teams in quite a while. No big deal. It's fine. It's fine. This is fine. You know, dog in the fire. This is fine. Whatever. Um – but they come back and they win against Vegas 2-1. Um, uh, from what I saw, I thought they looked pretty good. Um, you know, they weren't dominant uh, by any uh, meaning of the word, but they looked solid. I mean, I, I can't really uh, think of uh, what more you could ask they won for. A game and I didn't want Flurry, Flurry gets uh, to the revenge game. That was fucking yeah, great. Yeah, they yeah. they cheered him during warm up. They cheered him while he left the ice after they won. I just that's so awesome because Flurry was just such a huge part of that team. And obviously, it sucks the way that things went out with them. But mm-hmm. I think fans will forever, uh, you know, Mark Andre Flurry will forever be in their good graces just because he brought that. Not only did he bring them to the Stanley Cup final in their first year, but just all of the off ice stuff and how. Mark Andre Fleury is a great human being, so that was great to see. How he's just Mark Andre Fleury, really? Exactly. Like yeah. we've we have we've ha- barely had him for half a season, and we can like we've like Blackhawks fans have just so quickly like embraced Mark Andre Fleury. That's that's it happens wherever he goes. We talked speaks, about this. every yeah, single place he goes. That speaks to how great of a human being he is. And um, again, didn't watch the game, uh, but I did look at the numbers, and they did like. That's the only thing you need to do, Pierce. You don't yeah, need to watch no, any games. No, no, you don't yeah, need to, you don't that's need to all we do anyways, it. right? It's all we do. Yeah. No, no. We Numbers. just watch it on we just watch it on the graphs. Uh blue goes mm-hmm. burr, you know? Um Yeah. But I was looking at the numbers and they did a pretty good job of like especially in the third period locking it down against Vegas, who is one of the, of course one of the better teams in the NHL and that's kind of the when they need it because you let in six goals against Arizona, just those games against Nashville and Calgary where it seems like you're giving up so many goals and Doing so many so many chances, so you know they didn't get the offense, but the defense was there, and they they, they won a game. I've, I've said this so many times this season. Really, is a lost cause. Like, there's not much to look forward to. So just yeah, it's it's gonna be like there's still over 45 games to go. I think there's 47 to go. Like there's which like, feels it, crazy. It feels yeah. like it's been over half it's the been, year. It's been, I... it's been an eternity since the season because so much has happened. There's been so many pauses, just with COVID and whatnot. So just just enjoy the wins. There's no like implications like oh if we win that worsens our uh, our lottery spots. Well, we don't have a first round pick. So just exactly. just enjoy the wins. It's gonna it's gonna especially in January right now. Like it's gonna take it's it's gonna seem like an eternity before we get to like like spring and like the trade mm-hmm. deadline. Like just like in real life and in the NHL before we get to the trade deadline before I mean, the games start mattering. So yeah, they're gonna finish middle of the pack. Like we know this. They're probably gonna finish middle of the pack. They're not making the playoffs. No, I think you can say that. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. As soon as um, like they got off to that bad start, I think everyone knew that. I think at least the three of us did. All, all I can hope for, uh, personally, is just that they finish pretty high of the garbage teams. Just get close to the wild card. Dude, that pick's outside, gonna be finish out good. the bottom outside of the bottom ten, and I'll be happy with that. Because yeah, really, I mean, at this point, it's like we don't want to gift a top five pick to Columbus. That's really all it is. That, that's really all it is. Um, and obviously, they're not looking. State, at from, they're yeah. not looking at it from that standpoint. They want to. Not only do they want to win, but they want to bring positivity in the locker room because obviously, the, a lot of the human element gets left out of that. So that's obviously mm-hmm. an important thing for them. But I think, as fans, from a more like objective view, not being in that locker room, like just not mm-hmm. not making sure that Columbus is not going to top ten pick, 
and yes, exactly. What kind of what we're hoping for, at least at least me, and that they do make the they do get assets back at the trade deadline. They do trade someone like Calvin DeHaan. They do trade someone like Mark Andre Fleur at the trades there. Same with Dominic Kublik and uh, yeah, Dylan Strom, and. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, but that's that's. Uh, I see that game. Apologies, my camera just went out. I'll uh, figure that out. But uh, at the moment, my mic is still working, so uh, that's good. No worries. Uh, but anything to add to that, really? Um, uh, not necessarily. Uh, I mean, I think we've uh, really nailed it in the head. You just gotta hope that they, they get into a better position than they are in terms of the draft. Just hopefully get outside the top ten. That's again. That's I think that's the most we can ask for from this team. Um, you know, realistically, uh, but they're not going to get into the top two. They're not. No, and, uh, I made a prediction for... that they would get a top two spot, which would be so awesome. But like that was just me being like, "Oh, well, that'd be cool." I don't think it's going to happen. Well, our good friend Wally uh, had a very good point under Ben Pope's post. Uh, uh, by the way, um, please check out that article. I don't have Chicago Sun Times, so I can't. But we all know Ben Pope does a wonderful job. He talks about the. Uh, uh, Seth Jones trade there. Um, how the which Black by the way, this just... links into us kind of our next uh, segment. That's uh, yeah. Seth Jones makes his to return to Columbus. There we go. Perfect. Okay, but uh, yeah. So he 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 uh, has an article about the fact that the Hawks just are clear losers in that trade. Unfortunately, that just is what it is. Everyone knew um, this the day the trade yeah. was made. Yeah, and we've talked about it ad nauseum. Obviously, we're not going to, you know, no, talk it's, about it's too much. There's not much to we say. We talked about it the last podcast. The, like, Seth Jones, he's been great this year. He's been better than Adam Bokefist. There's no doubt in my mind about that. He might even, Adam Bokefist might not ever be as good as Seth Jones. Mm-hmm. And hell, even. As we like, all thought we would say, obviously. <laughs> oh, like. <laughs> totally. That was, that was never, like, the problem. Like, treating, like, it was just the other stuff, like, just the other parts of this trade. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Seth Jones may, might even be worth the $9.5 million if you can keep this up and the cap continues to go up. Like, that's. Yeah. The yeah. The cap going up, I think, is the this, biggest the two, thing. The two, like, building blocks going forward for this franchise is going to be Alex Dabrinka and Seth Jones, kind of by choice, because there's a no movement clause, mm-hmm. but he's, he's done his part. It's always been. The trade, like, well, after the season, I don't mind him as being that guy you build around on the mm-hmm. yeah, defense. But That's was, fine. It, That's perfectly fine. It's always the trade. It's always the fact that mm-hmm. there's so many parts of the trade where we're gonna be like, okay, I could have been fine, but it's it was always it always came to that 2022 first round pick. This team is simply would just wasn't in a good enough position to be like, okay, yeah, we're trading our first, but. Um, we're gonna be a good team, so it doesn't matter. They didn't even be like, okay, let's top ten protected. They top two protected it. They, it's just I don't want to get into Stan Bowman like he was just. They say, yeah, we can't get into this again. It's gonna be a whole. It's a you know whole rabbit. Right, hole. We're just gonna open up. Yeah, another. I think that that trade is gonna live rent free in a lot of Hawks fans for Hawks fans uh, minds for a long time. And rightfully so. It's a yeah. it's an awful trade. Like mm-hmm. I would have been fine had they like they they traded the twelfth overall pick. Columbus drafts Cole Silver. I'm pretty sure he's the only guy from that draft that's played any games in the NHL. Of course, yeah, of course he is. <laughs> yeah, of, of course he is. Of course, course it would have been that pick where that happened. But and I don't know if you saw this, but the Blackhawks were planning on dra- drafting Cole Sillinger. I saw this. I know. I know. Article. I know. I don't know if it, it was someone within the <laughs> team, but a source like said to him, like an anonymous source, just said that yeah, he, he that heard that rumblings. Was, he heard uh, shakings. In the uh, hockey and world, I was always kind of on the parts like, do we even know the Blackhawks would have traded for like or drafted Cole Soldier had they kept that pick? And now just like seeing that, that's kind of the uh, the icing on the cake there. 
Um, yeah. But as we've said, unfortunately, can't do anything about it. No, it is and, what it is uh, now. And yeah. Seth Jones has been great. He's been the best part of that trade so far. But yeah. when, you look at the, yeah. when you look at the future, Adam Bokefist is probably going to continue to go, could grow. Cole Slinger is going to continue to grow. They're good. The Blackhawks are likely going to give up a ten, top 10 pick. And this, the top end of the draft is stacked. They're going to get a good player. Yeah. Like just the, all these assets adding up. It's just. It's My question, though, to you is would you want the pick in 2021 or 2020 or 2022? Yeah, this New Year's messed me up. Would you want it this year or next year? I don't know. It I want it. Like, I kind of want it next year because under this post from Ben Pope, um, Wally made a good point. He said, I'd rather have a chance at someone like Mitchkov than a writer or Savoie. And that, or isn't Bedard that year as well? Yeah, Bedard, Mitchkov, mm-hmm. yeah. a couple other players there. But you're not complaining if you get the first or second overall pick because the top end of the strategy. Oh, no, no. If you get Shane Wright, that's probably the best player in your system. Like, I think he could be better than DeBrick. Oh, definitely better than oh, oh, absolutely he's like, the best player in that system not, by you're far. You're not complaining. And that's yeah. the thing. If you do get Shane Wright, he's going to make the NHL this year. He's or next year he's gonna be he's gonna make your team better and you might even help them get into play out, uh, to a playoff spot next year where you don't have to really worry about potentially missing out on a Bedard or Mitchkoff. But yeah, I mean it, the thing is you would prefer to have both first round picks. That's that's always been the thing with the trade is that they gave up next year's first round pick and not even top ten protecting it, just top two protecting it. Take protecting it. It's just oh man, so many parts of that trade I could have lived with, but no, that was just like the. That was like the dagger right there. Well, it's okay. Jeff Jones is going to win the Norris this year or yeah, next year. Exactly. So it's like, whatever, man. Whatever. Do you think he, uh, do you think there's a chance um, if he plays like this next year and they get to a playoff spot that he is in the conversation for a Norris? Like, he has to be. Not oh, not because he needs I, to be, but to, because. I have to think so. Yeah, because I, not, again, I'm not going to argue that he deserves it or not, but we know how everybody sees him in the AHL. We know how much he's loved. So I, he's I, I, I've so, thought about so that lately. He's polarizing and divisive because you either love him or you hate him. People don't fairly evaluate what he actually really is because people think of him as a like this like a top 10 defenseman in the NHL and then people think he's barely an NHL capable defenseman where I, I lean mm. towards like he's been that number one defenseman this season for the Blackhawks. Mm. Just there's no support really around him. So like, Absolutely it. not, no. You look at the stats under Derek King. Like it, it's hard to take a look at the stats throughout the whole season because that one ninety two start was just so disastrous. Just throw it out. No, no, those first twelve there. games are such a wash because there's barely any players on that team, even like including Brandon Hagel, who continually posts good like underlying numbers. Yeah. Like they're not yeah, his, like amazing. His fancies are pretty, pretty good, nice. But, when you t- look look when they like when Derek King took over in early November, it's been over two months now. But Seth Jones' expected goals for is above fifty five percent, which is incredible. His, mm-hmm. I don't know, like Corsi and Fenwick is probably not as like telling as a stat as expected goals are for, but he's still like above fifty. I'm I'm very much past Corsi. Like it's nice when it's there, but I'm not going to. I don't think anyone should lose their minds over Corsi personally. I think you get towards Fenwick and expected goals. It's a yeah, personal opinion, um, which is why I'm, you know, I'm happy with how he's played. He's looked good. Um, the fancy's backing up. I mean, I can't complain. He he's looked great, man. He's look he looks like the Seth Jones that I loved watching back he's, in 2018. He's, yeah, he's he's playing his best hockey since then. Certainly, yeah. over this and past I know in this months. this podcast I've been so pessimistic with him, and but 
before this podcast, back in 2018, 19, I was a huge Seth Jones oh, fan. I was, a, I was a Jones fan in 2020. I was dying on this guy's hill in 2020 when he uh, admittedly was not that good. I've always liked, or I mean, I liked Seth Jones for a long time and then got to a point where, you know, you see these numbers and you start to wonder, hey, is this guy really all that he's meant up to be? But he looks like himself again. It's really, it's been one of my favorite things all year. It's nice to root for, it's like, we're all rooting for, but it's nice to to see Seth Jones succeed. It's good to see yeah. that. Yeah. And but, you know, if you told me back in 2018 yeah. they traded the eighth overall pick, which funny enough came both of us anyway. Like if they made that same trade with that same package back in 2018, I'd be like, holy shit, I'd be tickled pink. But ecstatic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just at the time it was a bad trade. I mean, it again, still is. It's we... never going to be. It's never going to work out yeah. in Blackhawks' favor, favor unless. All the pieces in those trades just don't pan out. Mm-hmm. Which you is know what? Seth Jones is there's uh... like there's four pieces to that. Well, mm-hmm. well, three, I guess, because Bokefist, Sillinger, and then whoever they pick this year with the pick on list. Actually, there's only one. Seth Jones is the only piece that matters because apparently um, Adam Bokefist hasn't done anything because he's five nine. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, he is. Yeah, some of those small people just sucking and being horrible. Yeah. Yeah, being yeah, bad yeah, hockey. Bad. I mean, what a shocker. Yeah, if you're under five nine and playing hockey, you're. Probably. Yeah, I don't get why yeah, Alex Freak yeah. is still on my team. Get, get yeah, him off. Dude, yeah. yeah, come on though. Full cylinder? I'm glad he's not. I don't know. That gets short. What is he going to do? You know, grow six feet? Grow to six, I can't speak. What am I talking about? Um, oh, by the way, uh, Professional Hockey game. Writers Association uh, votes for the Norris. So if Jones does have another, does have a season like this and they get into the playoffs next year, I could I could see him. He could definitely some be people. in the conversation. Yeah, I, I should say be in the conversation. Dude, in a league where Kale McCarr plays every year, he should not win the Norris at all. Like, there's no way. Kale McCarr and... Adam I mean, Fox who, who else is there? Charlie McAvoy and, like, there's, Roman so many, there's so many great defensemen in the NHL. God, I, I could, we could have an entire episode talking about the, the uh, like, the skill... Um, I'm looking for words right now, but skill's really taken over the league the last five years. You could talk about that ad nauseum, but... It, it's so Especially in defensemen, because when, like, old-time hockey, we think of defensemen of these rugged stay-at-home defensemen that just hit and, like, go for headshots, like like uh, Scott Stevens, Darren Hatcher, but then we see players come into the NHL where they not only can they just hit, but they can skate, they can move the puck, they have... Heiskanen, Yossi, Fox, Eric Carlson, Carr, Hughes. Like, yeah, like, Ty Smith is a guy uh, I like as well good two-way guy you know but he, he came in pretty young and he he's had success and he's what he's not the biggest guy at all no but it's there's so much focus now on skill there's so much focus on skill stick checking instead of body checking this and that god bless Duncan Keith and Eric Carlson man <laughs> because without Victor those two Edmonton. I don't think you see hmm? like Victor Edmund too like obviously he's good, oh yeah yeah the, yeah the skating and the puck handling he doesn't blow guys game. up yeah, I, no. I don't often see Victor Hebben like throwing the body around. I mean, he does what he needs to, but it's, it's skill more than anything it really is why he's the yeah, he utilizes, closest he thing we've seen to Lidstrom. Honestly, yeah, he utilizes the things that matter, which is puck handling ability. Like if he has to hit as a last resort, he'll do it, but he doesn't hit just to hit. Yeah. So, uh, our next segment, we I uh, believe, uh, Let's talk about Seth Jones going back to Columbus. We were, just talking about Seth Jones before. We were, yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, 
So yeah, going back to Columbus tomorrow, um, obviously coming off that 2-1 win, Columbus, uh, I don't know their record. They've been a pesky team this year. I don't yeah, I they're, believe they're they got blown like out by New Jersey it, lately. But I don't think they're going to make the playoffs eventually. I'm pretty they're, sure. They're going to be right into it towards the end. Isn't their division the one that's kind of like set? I forget. Uh, they're in the Metropolitan, of course. Yeah, they're right? in the Metro. So yeah, they, they're 16-16-1 and one right now. Yeah, I don't think they're going to What a great them. podcast co-host I am. I can't remember the first divisions they're in. Um, but... <laughs> COVID yeah. Looking at the East, I think it's pretty much set in stone. In the Atlantic, you got Florida, Tampa, Toronto, um, and then the Metro, you got Carolina, New York, and Washington. You know what's so funny? Pittsburgh is on a ten-game winning streak, and they're not even in a divisional spot. I know. I was gonna say. Um, I was about to look because I know they're on a ten-game win streak. Um, <laughs> how are they in a wild card? And then My Boston God. has a second wild card spot, and uh, totally going off topic from uh, Seth Jones returning to Columbus because that's a podcast. So that's what we do. Looking at the first round matchups, so talk about be, the Blackhawks. It would be Florida versus Boston. Carolina would have to play the Penguins. Uh, New York would have to play the Capitals, the Rangers. That is, and guess who Toronto would have to face. It's <laughs> Tampa Bay. Oh man! First round. It, you know it's funny because we, we uh, not we. Actually, why am I saying we? Uh, such a habit with this podcast. I've uh, talked years and years about how it's so frustrating with the new way the uh, the, the uh, playoffs have been set up for the last uh, what seven eight years. Yeah. That they seem to always run into Boston. 14. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And of course, oh, no more Boston. Okay. No. Don't, don't play Tampa. Boston. Have fun with that. Don't play. Yeah, we get back to the regular playoffs. Go, go fucking play uh, Tampa Bay. See if you're Toronto, goes. who do you want to play in the first round? Who is a favorable matchup for them? At least in the Atlanta. You know what? That's a good question. You know, I'm going to look at those teams right now. Tampa, they're say, the back-to-back yeah. cup champs. Florida's a very good team. Boston maybe isn't as good as they used to be, but it's Boston. That's their boogie match. I saw like three. Here's the thing. I don't think that Bruins fans, uh, fan base wide, want Bruce Cassidy fired, but I saw him. Oh, God, I, please I, fire him and we'll gladly it, take him. Yeah, I, I've like never that. forgotten that. The fact that any fan of that team is against him as their coach is – go like that, that blows my Do mind. Do they not like, see how much – like that team has been ravaged by COVID protocols. Jake DeBrus requested a trade. They don't have Tuka Rask. Well, they yeah. signed him in the AHL, but they're a new goal. Yeah, they don't have David I mean, Pitcher anymore. Like they yeah. have a lot of things that happened to them in the offseason, and they're still in a playoff spot, and they're still going to make the playoffs. If they, man, you know, not to get off topic, but. Um, we're we're already off topic. Keep going off topic. We're already off topic. Off You're right. But uh, Bruins. I'm imagining if the Bruins go for uh, Tomas Riddle. That would be just That's, so that is because you get that check center to replace David Krejci, and he plays like Boston hockey. Like he's a big forward, and he would fit mm-hmm. perfectly on that second line with Taylor Hall. Yeah, I, I feel that. Listen, I, I it's pretty well known that I don't like Boston, but I like good hockey, and that team. You got. You can have your your whatever the hell they call it perfection line. Was that Colorado? Oh, no, the identity line. No, that's the it's one. the. Yeah, I, I whatever the fuck they call it, uh, Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn, just slap that as your top line, and oh no, big deal. Tomas Hurdle, Taylor Holland, whoever, whoever you want to slap on there, you put Craig Smith there. Yeah, seriously, like at that point, who cares? Um, I'm just that thought's been going through my head, and I'm just I can't stop thinking about that. What a damn good fit that is for Boston. 
Um, would love to sell them a Dylan Strome for, uh, you know, Jake the Brusker, mm-hmm. a couple pieces, but, uh, but uh, Strome definitely would not, I mean, you know, maybe there's a resurgence, but I've got a good feeling that he doesn't fill that second line role the way they no, need him to I think he'd be more suited as like a third line power play specialist kind of guy at this mm-hmm. point. If they want to go all in and get a couple of, pi- pl- uh, couple of pieces, uh, grab Hurdle, grab Strome, great, but, uh. Man, I, I just really want to see that trade happen. I really want to see that. We talked about it in the off season. It still is a perfect fit. Nothing has changed there. Um, but uh, I want to. Yeah, I'd, so I'd say the. Uh, sorry, the last podcast. Me and uh, uh, like we saw the John Klingberg trade request, and we we're floating yeah. around ideas like where would John Klingberg fit best? Like Boston's another place where you have Charlie mm-hmm. McAvoy as your first right-handed shot, and then you have John Klingberg as your second hand shot and you put him on your first blind power oh. play with that line and Brandon Carlo you can just slot him where he needs to be shut down defenseman right Mike Riley don't know much about him this year so I can't I don't I don't it know really but does not matter when you have that right last time I know, last time I heard he was a pretty damn good defenseman play, for them so play competent if you're playing alongside of McAvoy Klingberg or a Carlo You'd have to wonder, though. They probably have to slap somebody on the left side. I don't know if McAvoy plays left side, if Klingberg does, because then you have three right-hand shots. So? Maybe. I mean, if you have to. You're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. I don't know if I don't know if Cassidy, I don't know if he plays any of his guys in his offside, on their offside. If, if you have to, whatever. Cares, man. Klingberg, but if you have John Klingberg and McAvoy and Carlo, you do what you need There's to do. There's so much man. skill, you, they would figure it out. What is it? You make it work. You make it work. Mm-hmm. You make it work. Um, but yeah, uh, East looks pretty. Uh, looks pretty. Uh, fucking. Uh, pretty uh, set in stone there, bud. Absolutely. I mean, no, I don't know, man. Columbus. I don't think. Well, mm, I'd say they got it. I don't it. think Columbus make like Columbus no. and Detroit are outside shots. No. Oh, Detroit is so like, out. Detroit is so out. Oh God. Oh God. They have five games played over Boston. No, Boston's yeah, that's why right the, that's why the East is like, like they have a very outside chance, but I would not bet against the two. I'm excited for the East Boston, next year. Pittsburgh and Boston missing, yeah. The East next year is going to be a lot of fun. The, I feel like we're on the verge of something. Uh, we're this close to greatness right now because Detroit is on the uprise. Uh, Columbus is a damn pesky team that really could take a couple of steps next year. New Jersey um, has been a lot better as of recently because Jack Hughes is really taking off. Yeah, we talked about that contract, man. He's got to play oh, up no, to we it. So he is, yeah. Because he never really had the counting stats, mm-hmm. but he's like way over point per game the past few games he's played. He is. I, I can't say I pay attention to that, but I know they've been playing better. Um, they're up to the point where they're not. Um, the fact that uh, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Columbus, Detroit, the fact that they're even within five points of Boston uh, is insane. Boston, it, I think, has played the least amount of games of anyone in the NHL. Oh, for sure. Oh, oh, of the entire league. Uh, that is true. Besides Colorado, oh, except for the Islanders in Ottawa, looks like. But like they're right, they're right at the bottom of. Oh, oh, Islanders! I was gonna say, I was going to say they have twenty six points. I know that they've struggled, but that is, uh, oh my. Um, yeah. If I'm, I, Islanders, I'm really excited for this absolutely conference. Absolutely nothing, and I just roll it back again next year because mm-hmm. you played what the first thirteen games on the so, road. Barry it's Trotz a COVID is up season. Fucking line, yeah. maybe. Or if they fire Barry Trotz and he comes to Chicago, you know what? I'm fine. I, I'm not going to complain. But if I were uh, in Lou Lamorello's shoes, I, that's what I would do. No, fuck that. I don't want a guy who lies about my players' vaccinations. I'm very much. Okay no, 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 no. What? What you don't know about that? What the media isn't telling you that he deliberately did that so he can come to Chicago. 
You're, you know what? Never mind. You're right. That's totally justified. I, I, That's you know absolutely what? Every justified. Every once in a while, I am. A broken clock is right twice a day, and the blind squirrel catches a nut. You know, things yeah. of that nature. You gotta get that nut. Yeah. Yes, sir. World's world's biggest nut. Anyways, let's, uh, okay, any let's, fucking uh, ways. Let's, let's uh, <laughs> over that. Right over into the game. Okay, yeah. so. Fucking lightning round predictions. What are we thinking about tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow? Game? You know what? Yep. I, I'm feeling a Blackhawks win tomorrow. Seth Jones hat trick, Masterclass? No, 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 no. He hits him with four like Austin Matthews. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, you just triggered weekend memories of the Leafs game. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What happened in the weekend game? Fuck off. Uh, we'll talk about the Hawks game <laughs> first. <laughs> oh, my God. Um,. My apologies. I, I wow. Um, you're just you're just taken aback by Toronto blowing another lead in the third. Oh no! You know I take the piss in this podcast. I just I fuck around with that. But uh, I, you know what? I wonder how many people out there who have listened and they're like, he does not like his host at all. My goodness. And you would be right. We fucking hate Absol- each other. No. Absolutely. Have we not talked about our like xenophobic hatred for each other? Yeah. This is a long lasting. You're thing. a gross, stinking Yankee, and yeah. Um, I, I I feel, I think, I think Jones is going to have a big game. Uh, I'm hoping for that. I think he will. Seems like, uh, it seems like he's kind of, he's come to the plate when he needs to lately. That I, that's the biggest thing I've noticed about him is that he, even though he's a better in this league, it seems that he's a bit shaky um, emotionally. That's kind of been his uh, struggle. He really is self-conscious, like, and I don't say that as an insecurity, but he is very conscious of uh, of his mistakes of you know the media and such so i feel he's a bit more of a sensitive he's player very in, that, in that regard like we would never get duncan keith being like oh i need to play way better like seth jones is oh like, no you wouldn't yeah. we know <laughs> we know oh we know that like, oh seth my jones god very, uh, that's what it, i like about seth jones and i feel bad because everyone obviously is going to pile on him but like do who again who yeah. made the trade who gave him the money we're not gonna talk mm-hmm. about him but mm-hmm. um like that, and, you know, is, and again, is doing his part, and he's like his—he's like the best critic of himself. Like everyone's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. he sucks." Oh, he's uh, he's great. Like Sachon's like, you know, I was all right, but uh, there's some things I could work on, which is what <laughs> it is. And you know, in a philosophy, we were we were those people. We were very doubtful of him, and like we said, and there was wrong. reasons to be he's skeptical. Done that. The, again, the oh, there was all the reasons to be skeptical. And he was yeah. not; he hasn't been really that great the past couple of years. But like, he's returned to his twenty-seven, eighteen form, where I think he was fourth in Norris voting and put on like almost sixty points. And he like really was a huge part of that Columbus team making the playoffs. I, I think he's going to have a big game, though. I think he's uh, he's played well under pressure, and I think he's going to do that again tomorrow. It's going to be a huge game for him. Of course, an emotional night, you know. Uh, he seems to love playing there, even you know, even though you know he, you know, clearly wanted to go somewhere else. Um, Man, he was there for like five years, and like he was yeah, part he of was that there team for a while. Won their first class. Like, there's gotta be. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I, I feel like I'm not even mentioning. I'm like, I know he liked playing there, but you know, what reasons he's talked about? I I believe he liked uh, playing for Tortorella. That was most of his stint there. Was with Tortorella, um, and like you said, they they made history. They made history. They, not only did they destroyed the number one seed, one of the best teams ever. They uh, won their, it was their first ever playoff that was like round. One of, that's one of the biggest win. upsets in sports history. It, 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 again, I, I, I have to say it again, 
first ever first round win. It was their first ever playoff series. And it win. wasn't like they battled. In that, seven, yeah, it wasn't like they battled to a game seven against like a. They like, so, like, demolished them. Like, they demolished a sixty-two win team. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. After that first period, after that first period, first game, nothing else, nothing else happened for Tampa after that. Um. Yeah, it's, they blew it's, it up, and uh, they haven't been the same since after a four-game sweep. Oh wait, they. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's, it's such a shame. Yeah, that they blew it up and they overreacted. I mean, who would do that after you know they an insane sweep upset? And they treated because him for you can't trust it, when your team is ru- is I'm just rush. <laughs> I can't even speak after that. I can't say shit. I, when your team is run by Steve Eiserman and other smart people, they're probably gonna make the the right decision like 99 times out of 100 most likely <laughs> boston's Anyways, winning uh, boston's yeah. winning 7-3 against uh washington by the way you know here i'm pretty Steve sure Ward. carter sherry oh, had two, two goals, goals. To make it two nothing and then it's i was actually watching that game then, uh oh. finally got to watch wow, you game. actually watched a game instead of looking i know graphs wow mm-hmm. again again you know me graphs that's all i do that's all i do I never play uh, hockey Never watched hockey. Never, um, never played the game, eh? No, I would never know. I, I, dude, do you see all the soy? You, you see me, you know. I'm just a big old soy boy. I got nothing but You're soy on me. What about, I, I can't, I can't hit with that. You know, I need some big old Canadian, good American muscle. Not this. Might as well call me Switzerland the way that I can't do anything. Uh, speaking of Switzerland, we're having Florence Schelling on next. Next I'm so sorry, Florence Schelling. I'm so sorry. It's funny because Florence Schelling has accomplished I'm more so in like 30 years. Sorry, than why did I say that? In my lifetime. No, that was kind of me being like, oh, yeah, that, but, soft Switzerland player. Okay, let's transition to Florence Schelling. <laughs> I just insulted Switzerland. Okay. No. Uh, you know what? Switzerland is better than both Canada and the US. I would live. I would live in Switzerland in a heartbeat. There's just something about Switzerland. It's so peaceful. They're never involved in any shit. They, it's they funny. There's this running joke about them being, you know, like they're the, uh, they were the pansies of the world country, wars yeah. and stuff. But I kind of like that. I like that. Like I want to be the neutral country. Come on, man. Exactly. Yeah. Good running joke, but in all seriousness, put me in Switzerland. I would fucking love to Switzerland. The Swiss Alps, like. It's a New Zealand. Country. No, you want to go to New Zealand. I know that. Oh, yeah, and meet Lord, obviously. Dude, if I, I want to meet Benny, I want to meet Taika Waititi, and I want to live there forever. Like, I, that's that's the dream. If I had a million dollars and someone said live anywhere you want, it's New Zealand right away. New Zealand just seems away from all the bullshit, and they got Lord, by the way. Um, and they have Lord, yeah. <laughs> the most important part. <laughs> Who hasn't answered my Twitter. I'm hoping one day she does. She'll see it, dude. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, tell her about, I'll tell her about your podcast, dude. Come oh on. God, get I got you. These cast, got that you. would be my dream right there. I'm pretty sure I'm like, like I haven't tweeted out today, but like I think since like the beginning of December, I've been like, hey, this is my first day of tweeting, Lord. Hello, Lord. And then I'm just <laughs> you like. went to full stand mode. I'm like, wow, yeah. this like, is character I growth. I think I'll be going to day 35 now or something like that, close to day 35. And it's like, oh, Lord, please answer me. Please answer me. <laughs> Now you're just that, like, the Wojak meme where it's just like, please, free healthcare. <laughs> yeah. Please, Lord, answer me. Please, Lord. Any if there's any celebrity that I think would give a genuine hello to anybody, she's she's in that list, absolutely. She's that guy. Girl. Gal. She's that gal. Trust me, gal. She, absolutely. You're not that gal. Well, she is that gal. 
Um, what were we talking about before we got to this? I, Who I, I cares? <laughs> um, There's a game tomorrow, I think, yeah, that yeah, we were talking so, about, um, maybe, yeah, possibly. Seth, so Seth Jones hits him with four like Austin Matthews, but to Absolutely. make everything painful, Adam Bookfist is going to score on an assist from Cole Sillinger and Jake Bean because Jake Bean... They got no, him. listen, it's going to be it's gonna be the power play. You're going to see them just... It's going to be Bean, Sillinger, slap pass, Bookfist. It's going to be some, some goofy shit. We all know this. It's how and it works, the Hawks. Whoever, and then someone will put in the chat, Adam, Adam Boakfist will score again. And it, uh, it's literally Gabe from the offense. It's like, shut up about Adam Boakfist. Shut up about Adam Boakfist. <laughs> except the fact he's not on your team anymore. Seth Jones. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Like we said, Seth Jones is either the best defenseman or the worst defenseman. And that's not – I'm not being facetious. That's just the rules, Pierce. That's just the rules. <laughs> Who – Whatever, like, like, good conversation, talking things out, and finding a middle ground, a more reasonable, you know, conclusion. You're, you're gonna be level-headed about this? No, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, no, thank you. Um, you're either on this I, side or that side. Do we see Blackhawks coming out with the W? Big old dub. I think I already said this, but yeah. Yeah, I hope so. because yeah, be, like like, we may suck, but you're not getting a top ten pick there, Columbus. Yarmo Kekalainen. Yeah, you're getting a twelve or eleven. Yeah, you're getting number eleven. <laughs> yeah, when well, you drafted Cole Sillinger last year. Yeah, just when you thought you would get pick number ten, we pulled a sneaky on you and beat you and got you to eleventh. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Those pesky blocks. What is it? Put that in your pipe and smoke it there, Yarmulke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell them, Pierce. I'm sure they'll listen I, to I our just, podcast. I just tell them how it be. Anyways. Um, so yeah. Bergerman has a fucking job. So Chicago wins. <laughs> yeah, Chicago wins 4-1 to one tomorrow. Seth Jones scores all four goals for Chicago. But the one goal Columbus scores will be Adam Bofist from uh, Cole Sillinger and Jake Dean. Absolutely. It'll actually, uh, Shane Wright will actually jump onto the ice. Um, he'll be picked at number three by Columbus next year. He knows this. I don't know He's what actually going to jump about, on the ice. Connor Bedard is going to, as a 16 year old, is going to play an NHL game and score against us. That's what he would do it. He could do oh, it. Yeah. He could fucking do it. Man, oh, I can't wait. I can't fucking wait for that kid to be in the league. I can't wait for the draft talk yeah, around him. About... He's going to be so good, man. He's going to be so fun. Yeah, something about oh, uh, Canadians named Connor that play hockey, you know? Something special. Man. Canada might be going south down for hockey. They just don't have the talent anymore. Oh, we got this. Uh, Shane Wright, uh, <laughs> By the way, he's yeah. 16-year-old that scores four goals in the WJC game. Whatever. No big deal. But anyway, it's saying Austria, that, don't you know? Yeah, oh, but it was against Austria, Damn. so it doesn't count. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. My bad. It's almost like, you know, they've played against teams like this for forever, and he's one of the only people to ever do this. What a shock. Yeah, what what a shame that, you know, this is they've never played teams like that before. They've never played a very bad team. That's such a shame. Wow. Can't believe Carbidard is an average player. I don't know if it's, you have to be terrible. 18 to be, play at the Olympics, because I'm pretty sure Rasmus Dahlin played at the Olympics when he was 17. Like, I don't know if you have to be 17. Just like Carbidard played. Bedard, yeah. Let the man eat. 16, let him, let cook. him play. He's younger than my brother is. That is so weird to me. <laughs> He's he's around my brother's like age. Anyone, anyone I view younger than my brother, you are an infant to me. You are a baby. 
I can't accept the fact that there, there that there are people younger than my brother. You know what it is? It's like I, I, I'm 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 twelve years old. There appears there are a lot of people in the world younger than your brother. I'm just gonna let you know. Oh, <laughs> just giving you a little news flash it's, here. It's, it's growing up and realizing you hear a kid be like, "Oh, I'm twelve years old. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I was born in 2010. What?" <laughs> no, that's not real. Yeah. yeah time well, you know what is real? Sadly, is real. Mark Bergevin is employed in the NHL. Yep. He like is the uh, super duper senior advisor to Rob Blake. Um, and he's not okay. the senior advisor. He's the senior advisor to the general manager. You know, to like the ge- yeah, Bob. you're you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, I feel ridiculous asking this. This is below. Rob Blake, though it's senior advisor. I'm trying to figure out, like, is he below Rob Blake? Is he above no, Rob he's, Blake? He's an, he's an advisor, but he's also happens to be a senior. I guess he's just that old. Okay, but good for um, him. You know, it, senior you know, citizen advisor. They yeah. just saw uh, they saw him on the street. They're like, here's an old guy. What here's do you a, think about here's this a team? very old guy who, for whatever reason, is very jacked. Let's uh, let's I mean, him up and give that fellow. Let's get this really big buff man. Yeah. Scare, scare some, uh, scare some good thoughts in the Rob Blake here. Yeah, noted small guy Rob Blake who didn't play in the NHL <laughs> for twenty years and isn't like six four or whatever. Um, nah, Mark Bergevin's bigger. He can pick him up. Get yeah, exactly. Look how, look how he's just he's uh, just an absolute mad lad. Um, yeah, I, I saw this meme. It's like the two the two people like just seeing each other passing in the cars. It's like Mark Bergevin and Philip Deneau, <laughs> the guy he let walk. <laughs> like, he's with him again. So oh, funny. I didn't even think about that. Oh God. Uh, I don't see this being anything good for LA. Like they brought in a bad voice. Bad, but I don't think it's great either. It's just kind of like myth. Like I don't think it affects them in a big way, but like no. I don't think I don't think it does anything good for them. No, it's just like a, I, you. You brought in a bad hockey mind. Okay, like no matter what role he's in, he's still Mark Bergevin. So, um, whatever. Mark Bergevin yeah. is an interesting guy because, like, regardless of what you think about him, like he always makes things interesting. Like just in that last summer alone, exposing Carey Price, like drafting Logan Mayu, like just. Can we just say he's bad? But I'm just going to say he's bad. I'm going to say he's bad. But I'm going to play devil's advocate. He has made some very good trades. Like, how he got Max... Also, I know you're not saying the Mayu yeah, move yeah. is good or anything. Oh, no, no. I know no, you're no, not no, saying no. that. I just want to make it clear for any listener. No, but... It's, I did cut you off. It's my bad. Not, but you didn't have to cut... No. But he hasn't made all bad moves. Like, he's made a lot of great trades. Like, at the time, I remember the Seabam for Weber trade was horrible, but... Like mm-hmm. really, Shea Weber was just oh, as, they won. as for yeah, PK Subban was, and mm-hmm. I would never in a million years would have thought that you no. traded Alex Galchenyuk for Max Domi, and then you flip Max Domi for Josh Anderson. Like, but then it's you been a solid him, player. Then you sign him to seven years for five and a half. Like you, you like you see like he does pretty well in trades. Obviously, the the one that comes to mind as a Blackhawks fan is like getting Philip Deneau and uh, a second, which was I think Alex Romanov for fucking Fleischman and Weiss. <laughs> Like he's he's made so many good trades, but then there's just like there's other parts he, to it, like where it's like, it makes perfect sense that he yeah. was under Stan Bowman for a year or so because he is just like him, where it's just you never know what you're gonna get with him. He's very hit or miss. Yeah, and in my eyes, it's bad. It's, I want cons- it's consistency. Very complicated give me like, consistency and give me good consistency. Exactly, That's there, a good there's GM. no consistency. He's a Mark Virgil fan, and that showed with the Montreal Canadiens, like. 
there's one year they made the conference finals. Obviously, they made the Stanley Cup finals last year, but then there would be years where they're picking in the top three and not even making the playoffs mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, they were, again, yeah, yeah, just like him uh, and the team he builds is very on and off. Inconsistent, hit or miss, whatever phrase you want to use, but I'll always remember him as the guy who drafted Logan Mayu. And Logan May, and I don't want to get into it, but Logan Mayu is playing games right now in London at the OHL. And it's not that. Let's, let's I don't, let's I don't never want to get talk in, about it. Yeah. It's not that he shouldn't get another chance, but like, what has he done to, like. To earn a second chance. Yeah. I think, like, obviously, like, like as a white male, like, <laughs> but I think the biggest things that you look for in people, like, how, like, if you do something bad, like, how do you, like, redeem yourself? not like mm-hmm. in the public eye but also yourself it's receipts like what have you done to help out like maybe with sexual assault if i survived yeah. sexual assault if you've made it bad for one person how and can hell, you make it for somebody else behind the scene but like if you want to really prove to your like to the people you know like mm-hmm. in the public like the public eye like you gotta like receipts man like anyways but that's yeah yeah exactly like i get yeah and I'm not saying go to the mountaintops and shout, oh, I went to, uh, like, a movie. <laughs> you know, like, I donated to sexual oh, assault awareness. I mean, you know, yeah. you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the mm-hmm. South Park bit where Randy I... up, <laughs> and he's trying to buy stuff from, like, a store. And it's like, so you don't want to donate any money to starving children. Yes. <laughs> very much. <laughs> and then there's another part where it's like, He's like, oh god, it's that guy again. He's like, Varno, donate one dollar. And he's like, and then there's like a big celebration around the store. Oh, look at this guy! One whole dollar! Think of all the starving children. <laughs> starving children. And there's like this this like bulletin board where it's like people that have donated ten dollars, five dollars, and like twenty dollars. <laughs> and then there's like one where it's like one dollar and it's just like a picture of Randy Marsh right wearing your shirt. Like, I donated one dollar. Oh my god. <laughs> But, uh, I, I will always appreciate the South Park bits. Oh yeah, that you remember on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I Mark Bergeron, like, I, it's interesting. Is he gonna take over Rob Blake? Because I, Rob Blake isn't like an like an old general manager where it's like, oh, we gotta have a replacement for this guy. I yeah, know. I don't see any reason you would bring in someone. To, like, here's the thing: I don't know what there is to advise. Rob Blake's done a fantastic job. Loading yeah, this the, prospect right pool. Might... Absolutely, yeah. Like you're just I'm jealous of Kings the, fans. Kaliev, Byfield still. That pipeline looks... they have right now, that's what the Blackhawks need to build up in like the next few mm-hmm. years. You know who looks really nice on that team? I really like watching him play. Sean Bearsy. Hmm? Yeah. Looks real nice. Like, Former Maple Leafs prospect is uh, why it's a little painful to say, but man, it looks fun. Quentin Byfield playing in the AHL, like they're just so damn good. Brant Clark is in the OHL. They have so many pieces going forward. I, dude, I forgot they have Brant fucking Clark. Yeah, who, that team's gonna be. Oh, that team's gonna from be from gross. Canada World Juniors, but whatever. See, this is hard. Yeah, it's like cultural amnesia. If they're on WJC, I'm gonna forget them. Top guns. <laughs> um. No, I, that, that prospect pool is gross. It's not it's New so York. It's so funny and, uh, when we see these tournaments, like the, especially the World Juniors, and like a prospect does really well, and it's like, okay, maybe he isn't well right now, but let's trade for him because he had this great World Juniors like 10 years ago. Yeah, and Dylan Strom's still a star, possibly somehow, maybe one day because uh, of, of things. Stuff, yeah. He, uh, he did that. He, did, he uh, scored no, some of those scored, points. In that not because yeah. he went almost point per game in like 60 games with Chicago as first stint. No, because he played at the World Juniors. Exactly. And that's exactly. where you're... That's leadership. Going. That's I mean, leadership. Look at, look, at Jordan, look at Jordan Eberle. 
But like, best player in the league. Yeah. Best, best player in the best league. Best player in the NHL. Connor McDavid played at the. I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going. With <laughs> where are we going with this? <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I kind of find that kind of funny because I remember Curtis Lazar was the captain for the 2015 team, and he was must. Wa- he was must watch. He was yeah, must watch TV. But, Curtis but Lazar. He, yeah, but he has like he hasn't really done much with his career. I think he's in Boston. I'm pretty sure he was part of the. He team is a solid fourth line player. But, like he's uh, a fourth line know. guy. But like part of me is like, there's gotta be something there. He played in the Oil Kings. He was the captain for World Juniors. We, we, we gotta trade for him. He's gonna be something good. Man, I just I look at Kirby Doc and I'm like, please don't be that. Please, oh God, God, don't be that. You know he he, Doc is either hey, gonna be no, against Slav or a he or a Curtis a car in a play. He definitely could have stopped defensively don't you know oh no he, yeah because kill mccarr yeah 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 you're right you're absolutely right uh, most of the blackhawks named kill mccarr yeah i can't believe kill mccarr the best skater in the league besides Connor mcdavid was able to did that to him he i can't believe Kirby doc allowed that to happen yeah that's all his fault it's like it's not I like, nick, somebody. like nick lidstrom is, no no not even nick lidstrom <laughs> Stopping. No, no. It's Bakar, David like Barzell. Those are the best skaters in the league. Yeah. Wouldn't that you agree with that? can just turn on a dime like, and make a skill play like within an instant. Who would you say, though? Top five top five skaters in the league. Top ten best skaters in the league? I don't know. Top five, top five best skaters. I'm, I'm going Bakar, Barzell, McDavid. Um, who, I know I'm forgetting somebody. Because there's Larkin, like different Larkin's parts of skater, skating because like, it could be straight ahead. Skating. Yeah. Like you, there's a you know who's the best overall? Speed. What? Barzell might be the best overall, honestly. Yeah, when you combine edgework, straight ahead speed, and like all that, it, it, that could be mm-hmm. a, a good podcast episode. For, like, Absolutely. Podcast. I'd say just we, off the top of my head. But no, McDavid is the straight ahead, the best one. Yeah. Barzell is the best overall. Kale McCarr, I think, has the best edges, for sure. Quinn yeah, Hughes is like that's, that's around there. Yeah, that's a good. That is a fantastic topic for a for a podcast. Um, we should we should do something like this around the All Star Games. Do something fun. Have some fun for a weekend. Crazy, we can do that involving hockey. Um, and yeah. Hockey? What? Yeah, you wouldn't believe that. Um, after this next topic, uh, I'm just gonna after let's get through this four, next one quick. Let's just this. get through this one quick. Um, shockingly, <laughs> teams teams want Evander Kane. Shocker. Fucking hey, but Jimmy, shocker that in a, in a league. It's real. It's not like Tony D'Angelo is on his fifth different team. It's not like Logan Mayu is playing after what he did. It's not like blah, 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 blah. It's not like Jake Bertan and Brennan Lipsick might play for Team Canada. No. no, no Are no. you serious? A good thing cancel culture does exist for things for that to not happen. Uh, I hate, I just can't stand cancel culture except when it doesn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, like then it's then it, you know when it doesn't exist at all. That's when it. That's when I you know. Job with uh, oh my god, man. Even though it, cancel culture exists when people so that should be canceled get canceled. That's when cancel culture exists. There's so much doesn't. layers to what Evander Kane has done because it's not like just one thing that's happened. Like there's report like there's I don't know if you saw the video like I don't want to get too deep and too dark but like there's a video of him like threatening his wife there's yeah him gambling yeah. against his own team like there like a fake fact like there's oh so whoa there's okay hold up I knew there was gambling addiction I knew that I well I uh I knew about the thing with his wife I admittedly I haven't watched the video I think it'd be a little bit too much um some of those are just no, the, no, man. you know I, trigger warning like and trigger such warning. you know yeah exactly yeah yeah and thank you for anybody who wants to watch that appreciate you giving that uh the detail you know needed to uh for that but, um 
get gambling against his own team. Huh? Didn't didn't know about that. Oh, that was like the biggest thing for a while. Like he was yeah. fighting against the Sharks to lose. Like yeah. Oh, the boy. funny thing is, oh. he was their the best player, and that's probably why he's gonna gain so much traction as a free agent because he's a good player, but. He's I a good player it. with a bad history. I don't... Well, man, it take it, a fucking it, year off, man. Take a it, fucking yeah. year off. And year off and go get yourself together, man. And obviously why mess. we're talking about him is he got his contract terminated by the Sharks, and rightfully so. And yeah, the, they did the right thing. And yeah. file a grievance like that they did that. And it's just so funny that they... Like, when you hear about racism within the sport, the whole Kyle Beach situation, they're completely silent. But when... Like an, I don't know, I don't want to say anything. Like an alleged abuser, like just allegedly gambling against his own team, like betting against his own team. Like you're, this is the guy you're gonna, you know, file a grievance towards. This is the guy, you know, like it's just. They filed so the HLPA filed a grievance towards Evander Kane. Yeah, getting his like contract. Uh, like I don't know, like the legal issues about it. I wasn't. Like, sure. I, I, I was, won't I lie. Like, this is my apology. Yeah. I thought that they filed a grievance against the team that does so. As in, hey, you know, you, you, contra- you terminate a contract. I don't know either way, it, but either way, it should not be. Happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then not to get not to not to get political, you know. Oh, politics on the PJ. There's no. Uh, the I'm going to say is political, and then the J stands for justice, and then the S stands for shit. The political justice shit cast. That's what we're. Austin doing. Watson got off in like five minutes. What? Austin Watson just Austin, oh sorry that's a terrible way to phrase that Austin Watson got off scot free with his straight I was, after like, I had like five minutes and I was like what and, and yet this Evander Kane thing listen I don't think anyone should be a fan of the guy fuck him but it's a bit fr- like to your point it's a bit frustrating that uh, he's being dwelled on more uh, more than any of the uh, players that have had uh like where are they issues. with this for Kimalia? Where were they for Kyle Beach? So uh, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. It's just exactly. that where the NHL have their priorities, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of loop this into the next topic with uh, Budweiser partnering up mm-hmm. with the uh, hockey uh, with the HDA, um, which is awesome. It's it's called the uh, Tape Out uh, Hate campaign. So I think. I don't know too much, but like I didn't go too in depth. But there's like a commercial, basically, of the hockey uh, diversity alliance, like players like Wayne Simmons. Well, do you like get a beer if you don't say the N word or something? Yeah, that. Yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. Imagine, oh, dude, like half the league would just oh, let's go. You know what? I'm not gonna say it anymore. Give me a BLM. Beer. Hand me it BLM. Let's go. Fucking love. Uh, Ever told you guys how much I love black people? Just down in, you know, hey, no, hey, hey, guys, I work with a black guy. That makes me cool. That makes me not racist, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, in a positive sense, uh, talk about it. Let's hear it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, can you, like, here in Canada, can you entire, if, I think if you buy, like, a roll of the tape, which I'm going to go out to do, um, I think they donate $1 to the Hockey Diversity Alliance. I could be wrong. Like, again, I didn't read too much into it, but there was a commercial about it, like, players like Matt Dumba and Wayne Simmons sharing their um problems with the sport the racism they experienced i don't know if you remember this but i think this is like back in 2011 wayne simmons i know the wayne i I was gonna say as soon as you said incident i know for people who don't know about it um wayne simmons was taking a penalty it was in london ontario so i think it was like a preseason game or an exhibition game he was taking a shot in a shootout and someone throws a banana on the ice like and the, the whole thing with this is that People think they're doing this because oh we fucking hate the sport of hockey. No, they love it. They've worked their whole life towards this. Oh god, anybody 
the takes that away from this is please no, don't watch hockey. Gonna, yeah, and there's gonna be there's absolutely gonna be people that do because let's be honest, the NHL caters to white to white straight men. Um, it's amazing. It's, it really is amazing. Isn't that crazy hey, to think can of you, that? I kind of I don't like what you know. I'm like treated like an animal for just being who I am. So he doesn't like the sport, and he's not grateful for anything he has. Okay, that's great. Uh, fuck this guy. Get him out of the league. You know, every uh, every every Twitter post you can find at least five of those, and it's simply because guys and are they're just in there, they're, they're, they're just standing up, man. They're just standing up for basic human rights, man. On the back, and they have their sunglasses on for their profile picture, and they have a bunch of numbers after their first name, John nine two three Dave O three five six three three seven nine. Yeah, sure, he's pro- I bet you if I search that up right now, I could find that, and his profile picture would be him in sunglasses with him and his truck and his American flag right behind him. But the whole message of this thing is that hockey is an incredible sport. Everyone should be able to be part of that, whether you're a minority or if you have a different orient- sexual orientation. Everyone should be able to love the sport and that it's a great sport. They're not saying it's a shit sport, but everyone, they're sharing. Good sport, their- bad culture. Yeah. And, we need to keep- and people need to keep using those terms together. Because they're, like, it, I think the message needs to be clear. I think it just needs to be clear as day because they're the people that are holding things up, the old stuck in their rocker assholes that can't seem to can't seem to move past this idea. And I, yeah, there is a bit of a protection of the sport, isn't there? That you have to no, love the sport, and never question what anything. This, this very season, it definitely no, not at all, Jimmy. Oh. Why would you say something blasphemous like that? At what point can people get it through their heads? Like this needs, to, like, this needs to be the focus. That the sport is great, and that's why this is happening. If these guys didn't love the sport, they wouldn't be fucking playing it. They wouldn't care enough to make this happen. They wouldn't care enough to be part of this. They're taking part in this because they love the sport and they and want, they want to, to make be, this possible for people of their color. Representation matters. Like the it, same it, same thing for Luke Prokop. Like I shouldn't say of their color. My so, apologies. That's but... so huge because people who maybe are scared of potentially coming out and play hockey now they feel safe because someone else is doing it. What do we say first, but certainly not last? Yeah, I should say of uh, of any color because we all know that. Uh, we all know that um, white supremacists get hey, scared when, Jimmy, they, when any my, other. Where, where's my white pride? Like, where's my white lives matter night? Where is yeah. my straight? You know, Pierce, pr- pride the black night. people, the black people are taking over. We need to be afraid. I can't believe that they're in control now. They it's, took it's, our it's just the worst. It, it's 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 really something. So, I think we're talking too much about these assholes. I'm talking too much about these assholes. Go HDA. Let's go support it. Fuck anybody in the way of if that. If you're if you're in Canada, like, I don't know, if, like I don't know where you could get this in the U.S., but if you're in Canada, go to to uh, Canadian Tire and buy a roll of that tape. That will help them out. Buy me a roll of tape and send it to me, Pierce. I will gladly do that. I don't give a shit if it takes like five hundred dollars <laughs> delivery fees. I will do it because this is how strong I believe in it. Wow, that's that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, do we have a? Uh... Any Twitter questions? Anything else for the podcast? I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't do that. <laughs> Way to go! What a host! What a host! I know. I should just like stop my podcasting career and make no. I can't. You, you produce you know this podcast. 
you write the notes, but you know what? I should quit the podcast and go write for Black Hawk Up, which you can check out at Fan Sighted. <laughs> he will never write for Black Hawk Up. <laughs> he will never do a podcast for Black Hawk Up. Oh, writes teaser. Well, it's been a pleasure. Hey, it feels like it's been a while since we talked. How's your New Year's been so far? Uh actually been pretty good you know what? that's um, good that's good to hear we want yeah. again we want to like kind of like we did last podcast episode and the beginning of this one we want to start things off and always end things off on with a good story because we need good stories in this year i like that let's do that in the overall grand scheme of things a lot of things are bleak especially with covid here in canada like everything's shutting down again especially in ontario like it's gonna be rough but i think we need there's so many but at the same time, there's so many great stories that go unrecognized. So I think we want to share that. So anyways, you go ahead. How have you, how have you been so far? Um, yeah, my, my year's been, uh, it's been pretty good. Um, in full transparency, I was, uh, I had a very weird incident with my job where I was uh, let go. There was an error with the they system. They took your job! Yeah. yeah, there was an error with the system. And uh, it, shockingly, um, an Amazon you, company. Wait, did you use a forklift and like knock everything over? Um, I did not, but if I did use a forklift, I definitely would knock everything over, so that's why I did not use a forklift. <laughs> it's like, from definitely. the office, where Michael, where, like, uh, <laughs> safety thing, it's like, under no circumstances, Michael, will you touch that forklift? Maybe if I, even if I have, to, even if I have to, no, under no circumstances, and, like, right after that, he, like, knocks all the shells over. Oh, my that, no, that would have definitely been me. I am, I am very much okay with never but using a forklift. Is, are you forklift certified? No, but I am air fryer. You know what? And that's my twenty twenty two goal is to get forklift certified. <laughs> you do you, man. Like, go ahead with that. That's fine. That's fine. I will uh, gladly not even touch that. But uh, yeah, no, um, unfortunate situation at the job. Um, like I said, Amazon, um, shockingly, not the best place to work what? for. Doesn't care about their workers. Yeah. Hang on, they did not let a warehouse collapse and six people. No, no. They would never be responsible for something terrible about by that. Oh, no, no, never. Rest in peace, everyone involved in that. But uh, I just today um, picked up a new job with uh, Panera. Uh, oh, you you play for the New York Rangers now? You're playing with Yeah, yeah I'm, actually, uh, I'm actually sponsoring wait, 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 Artemi Panarin. Half of my paycheck goes to him. Wait, are you telling me that you're going to New York as well alongside of Connor McDavid, Sim.9.7? Sim.9.7. Yes, I am. I am. I'm actually making him his bread. Uh, for each game, uh, I'm gonna plan his line. Money uh, Steve... or actual bread? Yeah, Steve Conway was actually uh, brought into the organization lately. He uh, brought me up, said he liked my skating, and uh, oh, gave me a chance there. He, he's got a podcast, but what I really like about him is that he's, he's just a great speed. skater. You might, you might even compare him to Pavel Datsyuk. Um, sure, yeah, I'd... <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I, I think That's cool. uh, I didn't wear 13, but I definitely had. Totally had the hands, dude. Oh, just just the best, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, I uh, secured a job today. You know, the uh, the um, job industry right now, just you in general, is I. Uh, it's I did secure the bread. <laughs> oh and God! The, and any bread pun you can make? Uh, I'm just happy to have a fucking job, man. <laughs> You no, make me I, laugh, but these, I am times, just, man, I am, I just feel, quite honestly, I'm just, I, I feel 
the best feeling and that's just content um full transparency i am going after this podcast i'm just going to go outside and roll the joint and just lay back and enjoy the fact that i can say i can not feel not be unemployed and just feel just feel some peace there um it has been a very uh it's been a very stressful month um Captain, uh we're only 10 days month. in <laughs> Well, sorry, I should. That was a bit of a bad you, place to stop. Sorry, it's like the, it's like the meme where you, you've had to see that's like, oh, what a rough week, eh? Oh, Captain, it's only uh, Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it is. That's what, that's what <laughs> yeah. it feels like so far. Not just like the month, but the year. Yeah, you know. Well, honestly enough, it's been a, it's been a good year for me so far. But the the last month being uh, without a job was very uh, it's it's very tough. Um, and anybody knows that that's been in the situation. A lot of people know the situation uh, after. Or since COVID has began, a lot more people do know that feeling, and uh, um, it was the first time I'd ever been let go from a job. So it was something where I uh, wasn't very prepared, but now I kind of have that stability. And uh, um, we've talked about mental health a lot, right? You know, we've talked about that, and that it's you know something that I, of course, needs to be more. Like anybody can say this, and there's still a stigma people against say it. it. Like Stig- there's still a lot, stigma. We're getting a lot better at talking about it, but like there's still a long way to go in terms of mental health so i'll talk about by myself and just to say that it's it was a very uh i've had a very rough past for a few years with um uh just brain injuries and uh just mental health overall um but this last year was the uh it was the first year that i found a consistent therapist that i was um oh it's the pj's uh, cat no the, the, and the PJ's cast, of course. That's my uh, that's my that's my other group therapy. But uh, I I finally found a therapist that I uh, really connected with and have seen a lot of progression with. Uh, I feel that I could probably look back at one of her podcasts earlier this how year many, and uh, wait, look at mine say, now. How many people has she dealt with that are Blackhawks fans? I've dealt with what? Uh, no, like how many of her have of her like patients are Blackhawks fans? Is what I meant. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, How many people have told her I am a Blackhawks fan and blah 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 blah? I hate them. More, <laughs> probably more than you, more than we know, probably. Um, yeah. What a what a, what a terrible fucking year to be a Hawks fan. It, you know that's part of it. Um, you know it's it's as a fan, you know you get invested in these things, and that that was a rough part of it. Just this disgusting disgusting off season. Forget the on ice moves, um, the Jones trade, yeah, that's, whatever. That, 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 that sucks as a hockey fan, but happened. I've I've gone through bad trades. Every fan goes through bad trades, and you know, at the end of the day, it's hockey. But things happen that were more than hockey. That were uh, we don't even have to talk about. It. We, you know, everyone know. knows what we're talking everyone about, just knows. referencing it. So it was a very um, aside from just things in my life, it was a very heavy year to be a Blackhawks fan or an NHL fan in general. Um, but I'm still like I'm, rationalizing I'm ha- being a Blackhawks fan right now. Like it's been so it's, like it's I remember tough. back in October, November, I was just so fucking turned off. Like I'm now just hey, remember we were gonna we were gonna follow this the Kraken. We were gonna follow the Kraken. We were dead set on that, and I don't blame us for that then. I don't blame us for that now. Only <laughs> good thing we didn't, because that's two bad teams we gotta look over now. <laughs> oh, I'd rather cheer for a bad team than a you know bad team in both ways. Yeah, on and off. But uh, it was it was a heavy year. I I finally found um, a bit of guidance. Uh, God bless my therapist. Um, and uh, shout out to Jimmy. But therapist. the biggest thing that I what's up? I said shout out to Jimmy's therapist. <laughs> and shout out to the PJ's cast, my my uh, weekly group therapy. But uh, yeah, it, it it's 
I finally uh, took the reins for myself this year and uh, made myself a priority. Um, it's, it's, it hasn't been easy. It was looking back in the year as a whole, um, it was probably more rough than it wasn't, but here I am. Um, I've improved a lot. And uh, to be honest, this is the first year and probably a few years that I feel like I'm actually having a fresh start to it. You know, um, it finally, it, as horrible as um, things are with COVID and such, um, which I think I've just felt a bit more desensitized to um, just, you know, knowing about how horrible it is at this point, it's just part of it, unfortunately, but uh, focusing on my own life, it, at least it's been, it's been a really nice start. Um, uh, securing a job and just continuing to work on my mental health, um, working with my psychiatrist and medication. Um, I'm working with a uh, former NHL doctor. Um, Whoa. Uh, on uh, my brain injury and where to go from there brain injuries um what a shocker that uh the guy with the brain injury is gonna mess up his words but uh yeah it's been good it's been really good and uh, it i feel like i feel a smile on my face talking about it that's it's been it's been rare uh, to talk about my life as a whole and to feel like you know that kind of joy it's just been such a rough time and the, and not just me it's worldwide right now just a general depression for a lot of people but um yeah all this together, man. The Stop year. treating people like shit because maybe they aren't the same color skin as you or the same sexual orientation. Like, we're all going through the same shit. We all have our struggles. Let's help each other out. You you deserve better. Treat yourself. You matter. Treat yourself and look out for others. That's I think that's... You know what I say? Golden rule. After the Spider-Man others, movie. Treat others the way you'd like to be treated. After this, since culturally we're in Spider-Man quite a bit, I always say, yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, don't worry. <laughs> I already but know I, what happens. My brother is always like, oh my god, this is the best movie ever seen what happened at the end of it. <laughs> your brother did? Yeah. I think your brother and I have a conversation uh, to be had. But um, I, I, I say to, I say to people, my just... younger brother and you? It never hurts to be a Peter Parker. Just it never hurts to be like Spider-Man. Just look out for, look out for the little guy. Look out for the person next to you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being empathetic towards the people around you in this world because not only do you not know what people are going through, <coughs> probably living in America and just well, most countries and you know working the, the workforce that there is and now what COVID has done to the world, it life isn't easy. And life is, is generally very hard right now just to be existing in this world. So why not just... Why can't we just be kind to our neighbors? Why not? Why not? The why not? The great Steve Dangle friend of why not be somebody Spider-Man? This is quite a quite a corny thing, maybe the corniest thing I've ever said. But I, I strongly believe in. It. Let's just look out for our neighbor. Let's look you know what, Jimmy? Next to us. You are right. That is the worst thing you should. You know what? You should say something just terrible about minorities. That's yeah. I don't know. But anyways. No, maybe no. <laughs> maybe no. It caught me off guard. I looked at my phone and I heard that. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. I think no, I'm going to do no, quite no. the opposite. You think it's corny. No. Like, we need more people to think like that instead of just being an ignorant, bigot, piece of shit person. Or even just being an asshole, you know. It, admittedly, I can get, I can have road rage at times. Um, it, it gets increasingly hard with uh, just the way the world is and all the stress around us, I, I think that I, I've seen more of it in general and I can be susceptible to it, but I try to remind myself, just think about the fact that this is somebody else who could be living just like you. 
getting mad over someone that, you know, cutting you off in the street or, you know, tripping you in public on accident or bumping into you, whatever, this, that. That does not does it matter? It does does matter it really whatsoever. fucking matter? And I, 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 it just seems like we're in a state. I think we live in a society, you know. You know, really we're living in a society. And yet we live in one. Curious. There's a lot about. But I think we can all do a part to make this society a little bit better. And I'd like to, I'd like to focus on that. You know what? I'd we like to build this city on that rock moving and roll. Forward. I think that's hmm? what we should do. I think we should build, build this city on rock and roll. I think we should do that. Pierce, tell me about your year. How's that been so far? Well, it's been pretty good. Mostly work, but uh, that's that's been all right. And no, no complaints there. Like uh, my my feel good story was already at the beginning of the podcast, so I won't go. I was gonna through. say there's a beautiful, beautiful um, story there. Again, I'm just thankful I get to do this podcast with you with uh, Schmitty. Hope he's doing well right now. That I have a great family and that I have a job. And even though things aren't great right now, I'm I'm pretty lucky. So. Yeah, anyways, uh, kind of uh, touching up on the, the topic of mental health. What did you think about the Leafs Avalanche game on set notch game? We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll go away. I like to talk about positive mental health, man. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I turned the game on with like five minutes left because I, I, I mean, I was just, I forget what I was What's doing, thing, but I wasn't watching the, the game. I didn't know it was on TV at the time. NHL Network. And so I saw, well, it's like, you know, it, it wouldn't have been five minutes left whenever it was 4-2. And uh, I switched to a different channel. Kind of got lost. I come back. We scored starting the overtime. Goal. It's four we scored four. the fourth goal for Toronto. <sighs> okay, who was it? You tell me because I don't remember. I don't. Oh, remember. Nick. What I was gonna, what I was gonna say, I was gonna be like, oh, remember when we were interviewing Adam Wano? It was like, oh, Nazem Kadri scored. Yay! It's four one. Fuck. Like, stop. <laughs> nightmare. 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 Yeah. Let me see. Actually, I will check that. Let's see. I have it, Nick Ritchie. <laughs> no I was gonna say Nick Ritchie because I thought you were messing with me to say that. Nick Ritchie, no, I actually didn't know it was one. Nick Ritchie. Of and Alexander forward Alexander Kerr forgot the first goal and they lost the game. Austin Matthews is, you know, in the league scoring like up there near the top. Yay. Tried uh, tied with Troy Terry, my bad. <laughs> Austin Matthews side with Troy Terry. Oh, the points are so crazy. Nazem Kadri's at number five right now. Like, it's just I I still believe it's just the league getting back to normal. You know, like these a lot of these teams haven't played each other in years. Like Chandler Stevenson has more points than John Tavares and Mitch Marner, and is only like one point behind like Matthews. Jesus. And, you know. <laughs> oh, this league is such a wacky fucking. Brian Hartman has more points than uh, Marner. As he should, as he should, <laughs> one for one, just make the move. Um, yeah. Brian Hartman's you been know out the first round before, or out hmm? the first round, I should say. Brian Hartman's been out of the first round. They need the leadership. They do. They need the grit. They need the leadership. I actually would love Ryan Hartman on the Leafs, like wholeheartedly. He would be. Per- he would be so good on that team. They need. They need them. Uh, he's exactly what they want from Nick Ritchie. Almost like yeah, it's literally Zach Hyman. It's literally the Zach Hyman problem. They lost Zach Hyman because they couldn't. You know what? I was like listening into the the CJ show like with a that includes front of the show Julian McKenzie. I was thinking like, what if, what if Chicago and Toronto made a trade where we traded Mark Andre Fleury to Toronto half retained. We take back not only Nick Ritchie but uh, Peter Morazic, so that way we have a goalie for the next couple of years. 
So that kind of helps it. But yeah. we get like a first round pick or a good prospect. Just just throwing that out there. Do you think they could use Mark Andre Fleury? You know what? Like, I think they could. Like, I don't think that's he would be not the starter, a bad but... idea. I don't know. But I'm I'm just I'm that's just not a horrible idea. I want I want to entertain that. that. And seeing if that's that's a very crazy idea. I would never have come up with. But I like it for that exact reason. Because I, even though it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, I was thinking about how can I make this about the Blackhawks? I'm like, oh, there we go. With Campbell is fucking stellar, to say the least. Um, but man, it would not hurt at all to have that, have a Marc Andre Flurry in case he gets hurt. Because if Campbell gets hurt, you are then relying on a guy who is very susceptible to being hurt. So most likely you should have somebody. A solid backup. Flurry is the hot commodity right now. I don't hate that at all. I'm uh, going to talk with you about that after the podcast. That's oh, a very definitely. interesting yeah. idea. Um, yeah. Just random near on fine, basically. But uh, yeah. anyways, I think that's it. I don't want to ramble mm-hmm. on too much here. Um, hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. Uh, please give us a five star review on on Spotify, please. We, we we really need it. Like we we need more listens, please. I'm I'm desperate. <laughs> I'm begging you, but um, I'm really looking forward to Wednesday because we have Florence Schelling on. Who, mm-hmm. if you don't know who she is, you're living under a rock. You're not a true hockey fan. She's a four time Olympian. She won the 2014 uh, women's MVP for that their tournament, like giving them their first ever hockey medal in Olympic history, which is so cool. She was the GM of the first, I think, uh, woman GM of like a sports team, like just in general, like across the world ever. Like that's so cool mm-hmm. to me, and I'm so excited to have really, her. Yeah. really. Wow, I didn't know it was that widespread. Yeah, uh, I know that's why I'm I'm so amazing. excited to have her on because this she's only like I think 32. She's so accomplished. She's only 32. Yeah. She played. I think she played Man. in the 2006 Olympics as like a 16 year old. It's crazy. But anyways, well, yeah, okay, I remember this. I remember like, this. There's yes. so many, there, there's so many yeah. cool stories about her that we can talk to her about. That's why I'm looking forward to it so much. Anyways, um, again, give us a good rating uh, on Spotify or Apple. Yeah, give us a good rating. You don't get a choice. You better right? give us yeah. a good rating. You better. Thanks for letting our, thanks for letting our, our, our listeners have a chance, yeah. Pierce. Real, real respectful. No, real fill, respectful fill my ego, please. Anyways, uh, oh. thank you all for tuning in and peace out.